0: Hello, our feeders. I'm Deedee Merzaboff, the CEO of Raw Dog Food and Company, where your pet's health is our business, and we're friends like my gorgeous friend there, Dr. Andy. And we don't let friends feed kibble. But I, you know, I, I look like kibble today. I look like sphincter food today. You know, it's, 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 uh I, there's so much to do in the mornings. You know, we record in the mornings. You got a busy morning with the dogs and getting up and. You know, you must get up at the crack of sphincter dawn.
1: <laughs> well, don't you? <laughs> we
0: way too many dogs to uh, handle. Yes, we've. I've. Yes, we've done a lot already this morning. Yeah, mm-hmm. you, yeah, and and you're going to see patients all day. Do you see yep. patients on the weekend as well?
1: Saturdays, yeah.
0: Goodness gracious! Yeah.
1: My sort of not seeing off days are Sunday and Monday. Ooh. And I've actually been turning my cell phone off on
0: Sundays. I know. I know. Because I I text you something, not <laughs> expecting a response, but it's like, hey, it's my, what does it say? My meditation like something day. Something like silent Sunday or something. Yeah. yeah silent Sunday. Yeah. Meaning I'm not auto-replay. returning it. That's good. That's good. I think we should do that. And, you know, it's really funny because... um you know, we have a chat button on our website and we encourage mm-hmm. everybody to go to the chat and ask us questions. It's it's easy, but it's funny because people are like, hello, hello, aren't hello, where are you? <laughs> it's like, well, it's always open, but people aren't always sitting there to answer the question. But we will always get back with you. But it's really funny because mm-hmm. it's always like a, hello, where are you?
1: <laughs> We're all so used to instant gratification, no matter. On our schedules, right?
0: Right, right. Mm-hmm. Well, I know that they can get some instant gratification coming over and seeing you and getting their dogs into chiropractic. Lately, you've been talking a lot about patellas, the yes. knee, the yes. knee, man, the-, the knee, the knee gets beat up a lot on these dogs. You know, I always wonder why God made dogs like that.
1: I don't know. Cause that's what they blame all the knee problems on. It's, God? it's their confirmation. No, they're well, maybe <laughs> if you want to go. Back a few steps, but it's how they're built. I'm like, I don't think so. I think they're built fine. I think there's other factors.
0: Well, let's talk about those factors. What are the factors besides some of the ones that we've talked about before? One early spay and neuter. Early spay and neuter. And you know, I was reading in Dr. Connor Brady's book, Feeding Dogs, and he was talking about the stress metabolites that are released in dry dog food and how that contributes to these problems in the joints of the dogs, specifically the knees. Uh and and it was interesting. He was saying, look, you want to you want your dog to feel good, just remove the crappy kibble one, mm-hmm. right? And yeah. stop doing some of the things that you're going to talk about now. What are those factors?
1: <laughs> what are those factors? So early spade neuter, um the the you know rescues shelters i get why they have to do it but they do it at two pounds or eight weeks there's no
0: hormones that two, then...
1: pounds? Mm-hmm. Two... Yeah. That, two pounds or eight weeks yeah Two pounds.
0: that freaks me out a little bit dr andy because that's like
1: they're tiny
0: you... i know so think about this let's go out to a a world that maybe is not too far away humans <laughs> popping out let's say uh How would you equate that with a human? Let's say let's a six-month-old. You're gonna go in and do a spay on a six-month-old? I mean, that's Mm -hmm. a human? That's kind of that's gross.
1: Yeah, what would happen to that? Not that we can do that study, right? That's just it's not gonna fly. But yeah, if you went in and did a tubal ligation on a six-month-old female human, what would happen? Would it how would it grow? Like what would oh. What would
0: happen? I don't don't know. I don't know, but I don't want to find out. Don't you know that there's probably some experiment out there? I mean, if we're doing hormone blockers and all that kind of stuff at five, are you serious? Mm -hmm. Well, are we doing it at five? They're, They're letting them decide at five. But yeah, I mean, they can't grow properly. I know what happens when you go into menopause. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yes. You feel like you're not growing properly anymore. Certainly (laughs) you're not thinking properly anymore.
1: Definitely not thinking properly. And that's with the loss of estrogen, right? Brain development, brain processing, brain thoughts. You have no estrogen.
0: You want to take somebody's head off on a daily Mm -hmm. basis, right? Mm -hmm. Can you imagine if we start doing that at a young age? you have a Mm -hmm a maniacal Mm. you know population Mm -hmm. all right i digress back to the dogs
1: (laughs) but when we say hormones dogs have progesterone estrogen we're also talking about how it impacts the thyroid how it impacts the adrenals like it's you know um the endosterone hormones like all and there's a lot going on there's a whole endocrine system that when you remove body parts at a very young age other things have to Compromise, And so how, when we say early spay neuter, it means when the dogs are then growing. And I think we've talked about this, right? Uh, at a certain age when they would normally stop growing. And that's different from a Chihuahua to a Great Dane. We're talking months to years on that. Um, the bones will keep growing because they don't have the hormone to shut them off. That's so so weird. mm -hmm, So the long bones get too long for the tendons and ligaments. So there's stretch on those tendon and ligaments, especially in the knees. um, And that contributes to down the line, um, having CCL tears or knee issues of all kinds. The patellas, the luxating patellas where the little patella pops in and out of the the groove that's in the knee because dog's knees are designed very much like our knees. They're, they're not that different in design. Um, let's patellas are more small dogs. Absolutely. Mm. And that may or may not have anything to do with spay neuter. And it's sure it, it does depend on nutrition, previous nutrition and all of that. I mean, there's so many factors going on, but early spay neuter is a big one. And then uh, nutrition. And like Didi already mentioned about the metabolites, I haven't read that in that book yet because I just kind of flipped to what I'm looking up. <laughs> I don't read that book straight through. Oh, it's, um, it's only
0: about what, 500 pages long? Only about,
1: yeah. Yeah. So that's awesome information. Uh, and, but when you do have a dog that um, tears a CCL and you do com- conservative care or surgical care, whichever, you have to change the diet, people. If you keep them on kibble, the other knee will go. And that's what your vet will tell you. So it's already in your head, but you need to feed those tendons and ligaments differently with proper nutrition, which is a raw species appropriate diet. If you change the diet and do your PT fortunes in the follow-up on those surgeries, if you go with surgery, actually, or conservative, it doesn't really matter what you, whatever you choose the follow-ups in the fortunes in the follow-up, which is your, your rehab, your PT, your exercises. Um, and all of that. So you can build up the muscle because all joints, 80% of joint stability is the muscles. So we have to have strong muscles so it can, um, support that joint and you need to have proper neurological firing, which is where chiropractic comes in, because if the dog's out there running and jiving and jiving running around playing with all the other dogs, if their nervous system has been adjusted and is firing at a super fast rate, that's going to input into that knee and support that knee. It's going to get that information to those muscles and tendons. They're going to support that knee whenever that dog jibs and jabs, whatever they're doing out there. Right. Um, it's when they're weak, when they're not adjusted, when they're kibble fed and when they're basically All of your, basically your conventional treatments, your, your, your lots of pharmaceuticals. Let's go with that. Um, and what else? I think that's it.
0: Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to come up with a, I'm going to come up with an acronym FTHV. Your FTHV, flea, tick, heartworm, and vaccines. There you go. FTHV. That way, Mm -hmm. you know how you have to speak in code sometimes. Yes. FTHV. I like it. FTHP. Yeah. There you go. It's our code, Dr. Andy. Mm-hmm. Um, how many dogs, let's say percentage, do you see that you automatically know this dog was spay-neutered early because it got some long legs? Yep. How many of those you see?
1: Um, Probably the vast majority. I
0: really? Say. I yeah. did not expect you to say that. Yeah. The vast majority. Do the pet parents know? That their legs are.
1: No. They, well, yeah, we'll know that they don't necessarily know they know they're too long, but you can see that stifle joint. You should, the dog should have a nice bend in their knee when they're standing there in the rear. And we're talking the rear legs, the knees are in the rear wrists are in the front elbows are in the front. Um, There's actually proper anatomical animal name. So it's a, a stifle is what we're talking about in the rear. And it should have a nice curve to it. And you'll see a lot of dogs walking where that, that stifle is super straight. Um, And those are usually the ones that were early spayed neutered. Um, I usually can tell what they've been eating Um, or there's just really bad genetics. Like some dogs are just not put together. well. Their conformation is bad and you can do your best with maintaining that with diet, chiropractic, and all the stuff we just mentioned you can maintain that that, that that's not a guarantee that the knee's going to go if you're doing all the other things but you have to maintain it and do it preemptively which we are really bad at preventative care as a whole. We're bad for ourselves. We're bad for our animals. It's just, we, we run around like a chicken with our head cut off as soon as a crisis happens, but you don't have the stuff in the cabinet to help for overnight. You don't have a game plan in place. I mean, this is across the board. Like we're all guilty of this in some area or another.
0: So wait a minute for us. Are you saying that we can't go 24 seven and eat McDonald's and be healthy because that really, you know, there was a movie so many years back that proved that one. What? Fat, sick, and.
1: No, what was sick. that? No, the man that ate McDonald's three meals yeah. a day. Super, super size,
0: super size.
1: That was a long time ago. That that was what? That could be 20 years now.
0: 20. Come on, Andy. No way. I bet. I bet. Super I'll look it up. But that. Yeah. So to remind us again, what happened to him? How many? How long did he do it?
1: I think it was just 30 days, and he did all of his blood work prior, and then he ate McDonald's three meals a day. And if they asked him if he wanted it supersized, he had to say yes. That was his rule. And he would go to McDonald's all over the country. And if I'm remembering this correctly, Texas was the one that always asked if he wanted it supersized.
0: (laughs) It's sort of like... It's sort of like all those places that you go and they say, uh, if you say, I want iced tea, they're like, is that sweet or unsweet? We don't have that question here in Colorado. I've never heard that question here in Colorado, but when I go to Oklahoma, mm-hmm. they always ask that question. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. And then by, by the end of the 30, I don't even know if he made it to the 30 days, but his cholesterol was through the roof. He was having heart palpitations. Like he had got, he gained at least 30 pounds like and this has been a long time since i've seen this movie folks but it was like documented
0: and yeah, he gained i just looked at that 24.5 okay. pounds he was 32 years old um he had a 13 percent body mass increase and increased his cholesterol uh yeah yeah uh, it's called Supersize me is what it's called. And me. um and then it says, Why did McDonald's stop selling supersize?
1: They have, haven't they? I, uh-huh. I when's the last time you were at McDonald's? I used oh, their bathrooms. They have nice bathrooms, but that's it.
0: It says here, now who knows if this is correct because who knows what who writes what? Uh, but it says supersized fries and drinks weren't making them as much money as they hoped. Mm. Yeah, you gotta wonder, and maybe they were a little exposed. Mm-hmm. Maybe they were a little exposed. You know, it, it certainly wasn't because um, it was good for the, you know, public. And it also says here, this guy he that did the movie he experienced mood swings and mm-hmm. m- most important, sexual dysfunction. <laughs> <laughs> most important, well, always most important. People, I mean, come on, I no. Mean, it's- it
1: that means it's affecting his endocrine system like it it the body's saying something here so yeah you cannot eat mcdonald's your dogs cannot eat mcdonald's aka kibble twice a day and be living a vibrant life yeah they they may get all the years in but i wonder how awful they feel
0: i know i know i mean just taking some of the dogs that, that we've taken um, and switched over from a uh, kibble to a raw dog. They don't even look like the same dog. No,
1: I had a dog come in last week and with, um, through Dana, I knew this client had switched the dogs to raw after mm-hmm. oh, maybe I'll go homemade, you know, the whole, maybe I'll do this. And Dana's like, why this is actually easier. Just go raw. Like, let's just pull the trigger pulled the trigger. This dog came in coat shining 11 pounds lighter. He calmly walked in, got on the table. Like he was amazing. He still was the dog I met had to be muzzled and was in pain and not happy. We got him feeling better, got him off his meds. So we cleared up all the liver congestion and he was doing a lot better anyway, but Holy moly, a brand new dog walked into my office. And I don't know how long, um, they've been raw month, six weeks. Whoa. Yeah. Like maybe a little longer, but it wasn't a huge amount of time. I have not met the other dog. The other dog sounds like a handful and a half. That's not on wrong. Oh, now she is. And now she can listen. Now she pays attention. Her behaviors have all changed it. And that, that I think is just fantastic. Like, Oh, like, It just makes me so happy that, yeah, it's like when we would feed little kids red Jello at lunch and then they're insane the rest of the afternoon. It's the same thing with the dogs. So you've got to get rid of the kibble. And to find a trainer that that's one of their first steps, I haven't found them yet.
0: No, and I will say even our trainer, Mm -hmm. right? Our trainer. So he thinks that Raw is throwing a chicken breast out to the dogs once in a while. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, no, it's not <laughs> and 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 yet you have these protection, very per- t- uh precise dogs, right? They're doing bite work. They're mm-hmm. coming for the bite suit. And if yeah. you have a protection dog, a dog that you want to utilize those tools correctly, so mm-hmm. that you don't get in trouble and the dog doesn't get in trouble, then I think the best thing that you can do is remove all of the donuts out of yes. their system so that they can think properly.
1: Yeah. You want, a weapon. You want bomb-proof, stable dog that can think. Right. No, inf- no inflammation in the brain, no foggy brain. No, You, you need that in those animals. Um, Greenwood Village actually feeds their um, working dogs. Raw
0: Greenwoodville is this police? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The police that is um, that. See, I love that. All police should be doing that. But you know, we have defunded our police, and then we have crime up the sphincter, and we don't Mm -hmm. really make sense of that. Now, I don't know Andy, but I can put one plus two together and come up with the right answer. Why crime has gone up? I don't know. Can we put one plus two together and say I don't know why my dog acts crazy? right? Why is my dog always sick? Why is my dog limping? Why is my dog Mm -hmm. coat look terrible? Mm -hmm. The argument I get was my dog lived to 16. Like you said, okay, but did he, you know, look like did he thrive? Yeah. Did he thrive 16
1: years? That's what I want to, that's what I want to impress upon
0: people. So here I, I, I get this question and it's a tough, it's a tough one for me to answer. Uh, but people come to me and they say, I have two, uh, medium-sized dogs. Let's, I don't know if you would consider a 75 or a 70 pound dog, a medium-sized dog or a large dog. What would you say? You, you have it categorized. I
1: do. I, I looked it up on Google really, but 70 and young, <laughs> anything over 70 is large in my book. Oh, so. Okay.
0: So they have two large dogs. Okay. And they've been feeding raw and, and they, it for years. And they said, I've got to cut, I've got to cut expenses. How do I feed raw cheaper? Can I mix half kibble, half raw? Mm -hmm. Now, listen, my slogan, friends don't let friends feed kibble. Now, how am I going to answer that? How Mm -hmm. would you answer that, Andy?
1: That is a tough question. Um, I, well, you've heard me say it. I first do pen to paper and see if it actually is any cheaper. Truthfully. Yeah. And is it big enough to, is it a big enough difference to bother really sit down and do that first? Cause I think people just assume it's going to be, and maybe it is, maybe it's not. You have to figure that out. Um, and I just, I go back to pen and paper and okay, but you might be in the vet's office more often. You might have more diarrhea. You might, what's it worth to you? Um, but if you have to, um, it's so tough, don't feed it together, folks. I don't know. Do we want to tell them that do one, you know, you have to do it apart, but you're going to, the digestive system is not going to handle it. Well, it's really not.
0: No. And you know, there's, a, what is the, your uh, answer? You don't get off the hook. My answer is this. <laughs> you could try to source it yourself right so yeah, what you want to do too, right? is do is do your at least three different proteins source your bones uh and source your organs all right at least three organs now if you can't do that i would say source your meat and uh your raw meaty bones you could probably do that at a butcher right mm-hmm. and then put in the guts and glory and put in the better bones you could do that now mm-hmm. i'm not certain what that price would be and i'm not certain especially that, for large dogs right um yeah. so you could try that again put pen to paper um then i would say always shop on our uh, yappy hour sale which is mm-hmm. on wednesdays um and then the other thing is i can just share what our pet parents have done um we have So many dedicated pet parents to the health of their dogs, right? Mm -hmm. They've taken on this dog. That's their responsibility, right? Your dog cannot go out and hunt. Unfortunately, they have to rely on the pet parents. So many of our pet parents have downsized in their cars, Mm -hmm. traded in, got uh, paid off a car, you know, gotten a, a, um, a lesser expensive car um they have turned off the cable they have stopped going to starbucks maybe they don't go out to eat a couple of nights maybe mm-hmm. that, you know they look at a lot of different ways that we as as humans pay for things on a subscription basis that we never right. even use anymore right. like uh even apple so like uh, apple like tunes like if you want to subscribe and you want a playlist cuz you have a playlist that you work out to in the gym you know, mm-hmm. that's like $10 a month or something like that. There there are a lot of people that find that they're spending $100 without even knowing it because right. they put it on, you know, just pull it out of my account. Mm-hmm. Um, Absolutely. So I would encourage people to do that. But I do understand inflation is real. Mm-hmm. Uh, it it Regardless of what Bernanke or Janet Yellen want to say and, you know, snowball us. Um, mm-hmm. I think we all see it when we go to the grocery store. Do we not? Absolutely. And Absolutely. I don't know about you, but I, we don't even have air conditioning here. Okay. And my electric bill is off the charts. I'm like, where's it even going?
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. We, we we have air and we have solar. So it's pretty <laughs> awesome. Um, I got to say gotta say, sorry. So if you want to come on over, um, and I've actually told clients, I go, I would rather you stay on a raw diet than come in and see me as much as you're seeing me. Let's throw that money over here. You're going to get the biggest bang for your buck with the nutrition and the diet. You just
0: are. And the other thing too, is that I do have, you know, some customers that will say, well, what do you think about this supplement? Well, I think it's crap. I think it's sphincter food. And when you really look at it there, it's not a clean supplement and yet it's expensive. Right. Mm -hmm. So, um, that's why we only, and you only have a certain line that we promote because they're clean. Okay. And if you want to spend your money there, they're clean and they're powerful. But there's a lot of stuff out there that is no good. Like someone contacted me and they asked me about CBD with uh, inside like a cookie. And I was like, I, no, no,
1: no,
0: you're, you don't of waste getting- your money. Now right. that there's your
1: waste of money right there. Right. The cookie's not good. It's made like a regular cookie. So you're going to have carbohydrates and gluten and wheat or potato starch or tapioca or some other junk in there. And then they cook it. So they're cooking out most of the active form of CBD, and then there's like one milligram if you're lucky. I'm like, people come in all the time. I I gave them some cookies. I'm like, yeah, how'd that work? They're like, it didn't. I go, yeah, I know. Yeah, <laughs> like, I'm just
0: like do I know? Do put it in their mouth in the mm-hmm. in the actual you know cbd form in the actual liquid form if that's what you want to do and then make sure it's Mm -hmm. clean cbd you can always talk with dana chick who is a cannabis counselor she's great at that Mm -hmm. but i would say um yeah there there are many ways that we could all if we all sat down even if you weren't needing to stop feeding (laughs) raw food right and sit down and see where where am i spending money that i don't need to spend money right like i know that i think we signed up for a um uh, either a bit shoot, like a bit shoot, mm-hmm. uh, corporate account, and I, I, I've never even used it. Right? Mm-hmm. I'll let them up on Rumble or something, and I'm like, well, I need to cancel that.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's a great just life suggestion: is check your subscriptions. Where yeah. is it all going? I mean, I would love to add up my Netflix, my Hulu, my YouTube, my, and then I'm like, oh gosh, do I am I using all of these? Do we need all of these? Do I'm- I have one, and my husband have
0: one? Are we both paying for it? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. See what I mean? Yeah. See what I mean? We'll say this, that Starbucks, um, th- they figured it out. It's like you get in the car and it's like Pavlov's law, right? Ding, ding, ding. I'm going to Starbucks. And I guarantee you that half the people that go to Starbucks don't even like their coffee. It's just a habit.
1: Mm-hmm. I never got that habit. And I love my coffee. Don't get me wrong. But Starbucks and I never, never agreed.
0: There you go. There you go. So see, I mean, there's a lot of things that we can do. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I, don't, I don't think asking me that question is fair to you <laughs> because I'm biased, right? Mm-hmm. Right. I, yeah. I'm, I'm biased.
1: I know. If you ask me and ask you that question, no, you don't beat kibble. Like, figure it out. I mean, yeah. He- and if you want to do some of the sourcing, get some of the stuff from, from raw dog food and do some sourcing, okay. Like figure
0: it out. We do have people that do that. And then they come back and they say, my life is making dog food. I can't do it anymore. Mm -hmm. Oh God. People think that
1: I, I learned long ago that the four hours, you know, maybe cutting up meat in your garage is not worth the buck a pound. (laughs) Like it it is not worth my time. I mean, I know it's that's why the homemade stuff. I never did that because I don't have time for that. I'm not cooking in my kitchen. I've got other things to do. Um, and so we kind of just bypass that step. People seem to think it's important. I don't know why. Um, but yeah, yeah, just go to the raw, cut open a chub, get a scale. I don't care what Neely says.
0: Get a damn scale because I, I'm seeing fat,
1: raw fed dogs. I'm like, are
0: you weighing the food? Well, we could save you some money too. stop eating so much. <laughs> no
1: kidding, right? And maybe if you get, when you get really good at this, when you're feeding beef, you can feed a little less because of the fat content, depending on your dog. But right. all these meats look different. They, you are not eyeballing it well enough. You're not. I'm telling you, you're not. And you're, then you're overfeeding and there goes money too.
0: I've been doing this 23 years and you probably have too. And I still weigh it out.
1: I weigh every single
0: meal. Yeah, I yeah. weigh it out. hmm um and, and and the other thing too, Andy, is that people need to learn how to read their scale correctly. <laughs> I didn't okay? know that was a thing. It's a thing. Okay. Uh we'll we'll get emails. I ordered a five pound roll and I only got four pounds. And I'm like, weigh it out and send me a picture. So they weigh it out and they send me a picture. It's four pounds, fifteen ounces, <laughs> and like three tenths. Right, so like right. It's, right. You know, if you put a penny on there, it's going to switch over. So that 15, once it goes to 16, it goes to five pounds. That mm-hmm. We get that a lot. People, are like, I'm like, well, mm. let me do this. So what I've done for people who have come at me very aggressively, you're cheating me. You are cheating me. I say, here's what we're going to do. We're going to weigh out your order mm-hmm. every single row prior to it, walking out of this. And we okay. do it. And we do it. hmm You know, we, we have nothing to hide. Hey, if you have, if they're, I'm not saying that the plants aren't fallible because they are, but the majority of this stuff today is done by machines, right? Right. It's done by machines because back in the day when it was a little bit smaller, we had humans, you know, that were doing that literally taking the casing, coming up to the machine stuff goes in, then they took it and and went through the little sealer, Put mm-hmm. it in a box, box gets full. You turn around, open up the freezer, shove it in. There's somebody on the other side that does all that. I mean, I tried to do it. I mean, it's the thing that flew out of my hand. You know okay. what I mean? It, the, these people are <laughs> yeah. really, really good at what they did. But there comes a point that a human can't stay up with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not. It's not possible. So anyway, it's done by a machine and a machine can be fallible, but... Typically, it is just um, a scale, a calibrated um, certified scale at the plant is very different than a homemade scale that you buy for $10. Yes. I'm just saying. (laughs) But it's still going to be closer than your eyeball. Yeah, 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 yeah. And the other thing, too, that people forget, when you're weighing out food or when you are get your roll. You got to weigh it frozen because the moisture is part of the composition. And that is the way in the human food it is the way in the dog food. Um, also the other fallacy that people believe is you're adding water to this. It doesn't work that way in, in the grinders. Okay. We do. You do okay. So there's a lot of things that people just assume, mm-hmm. right. Um, and there are different proteins that are, um, more juicy. Yes. Right. So a chicken, pork, salmon, and egg, it's got fish in there. Mm -hmm. Right. And and it's got egg in there. And so it's got a lot more juice than let's say a rabbit and tripe. Mm -hmm. A rabbit and tripe is going to feel a lot stiffer. Why we got fur in there. Yeah. Yeah. So there, there are a lot of different things that happen and people will defrost their roll. And then weigh it. And I'm like, yeah, yeah but no. all that juice that see that juice that you think is blood. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's just that great juice that needs to go back to the dog. That's part yes. of the food. Yes. So anyway, these are just the things that I think that is is difficult for people to get their mind around. And sometimes, you know, I don't know, Dr. Andy, but it does seem like in today's world, everybody thinks that somebody cheating them. <laughs> and, and, and not everybody is. I mean it's it's uh you know we try uh, i don't see any value in cheating Mm-mm. I don't see any value in cheating. I don't know. there's a lot of people I guess that do, but uh, yeah, but we'll we'll handle those, but i i I'm asking that maybe you ask me and not accuse me.
1: That would be nice, huh CD nice... handles a lot of call a lot of calls <laughs> and questions, <laughs> like, and I always say, bless her heart, bless
0: her heart uh-huh.
1: I don't have the Oklahoma twang, but, um, where are you from originally? South suburbs of Chicago.
0: Oh, that's right. You're from Chicago. Mm -hmm. Okay. From Chi town.
1: Yep. Little Midwest girl.
0: Did you go to college there?
1: I, we moved out here when I was 16 Mm. and then I did undergrad here. I went back to chiropractic school, um, in Lombard, Illinois, which is outside of the city.
0: Do you miss it? No. Very quickly. Yeah, very no. quickly.
1: No Chicago. I don't know. I haven't been back in the city in a very long time. I've flown through it and gone to class out in the Western suburbs. Um, fun town. Oh my, I had way too much fun during chiropractic school. It was a fun town, but living there now, now it's too hot, too humid, too cold, too. Eh, eh. I always said the streets match the trees, match the sky. Most of, and it was gray. Most of the winter, it was rough.
0: And how long is chiropractic school? Is it just like it's four in, years? Four yeah. years. So we talked about this on another podcast. Um, there's a vast difference between going to chiropractic school than get just going to a certification in, in chiropractic.
1: Well, there is no certification in chiropractic. You have to go to chiropractic school. You have to get your doctorate of chiropractic. You do have to do four years. Um, the only difference, honestly, with medical school, instead of pharmaceutical training, we get adjustments. Everything else, all the sciences, all the, your organic chem, your microbiology, your path is the same as medical school. It's not, it's not a weekend course, folks. I swear to God, it's not a weekend course. And then from there, for what I do for the animals as a certified animal chiropractor, that is a certification program. That's another 250 hours. And then I have to continue my ed every, every year, every two years with the state of Colorado. I have to maintain my people license and there's additional animal, um, education hours that I have to do. Um, and so this is not a flash in the pan. It's not a one weekend course and call it good. Um, this is something that, well, and I think even my clients know I've been to two classes in the last year, right? Um, with my mentor, who he's still in the western suburbs of Chicago, um, and so it's still lifelong learning and learning new patterns, new adjustments, new ways to impact that neurology. But to be a certified animal chiropractor, you have to be a DC or a DVM, which is a veterinarian,
0: right? And and so if you got your your a chiropractic You know, you came out of chiropractic school those four years. If you would have wanted, not that you wouldn't, but if you would have wanted to become a vet, would that have been a shorter path? I mean, would you have had to go back and do four more years?
1: I think you'd have to go back and do four more years. I don't know if they would excuse some stuff, but, um, and I thought about it. I thought about it hard because I am very restricted with what I can and cannot do and can and cannot say um, as a chiropractor, cause I'm not a veterinarian. I mean, and the gal that the program I went to was called options for animals. And it was started by a Dr. Sharon Willoughby. She did that. She went to chiropractic school and then she went to vet school. And then she essentially started in the modern times, animal chiropractic. That was the first program. She put it together. She she's kind of like the grandmother of animal chiropractic. Although at Palmer back in the Early 1900s they had an animal clinic. This is not new folks. People would bring their goats, their cows, their horses, their dogs, and they would have a clinic at the chiropractic school in the early 1900s it 's been around. animals have been adjusted a very long time
0: that's amazing It, it really is amazing to me and I think if you if you haven 't introduced your pet to chiropractic work, um, you should try it. You should try it. You should try it for at least you know six adjustments and see now We, 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 uh, Dr. Andy and I would suggest that you put your dog on a species appropriate diet and do adjustments. And then you're really going to see a different dog. Just like what you were talking about, you know, a dog that was aggressive that you had to muzzle and now you don't, I mean, he's Mm -hmm. not drugged up he's not like drugged up on some drug that keeps him from wanting to bite. No. And
1: generally those drugs
0: don't stop them from wanting to bite. They don't.
1: Well, the trazodone will, Um, but I don't. I don't like them on the mind altering stuff for the adjustment because I want to actually impact the nervous system. And when it's when it's kind of foggy up there, I'm not probably getting the simple term of rewiring like I'd like. Okay, but some dogs absolutely require it. My target is always to get to appointments where they don't need it if they're just comfortable in the house at some point, if they're just feeling better in general. Um, and some dogs always wear a muzzle. Some only wear it for certain adjustments. Some actually work out of it. They don't need it. I'm not sore. I don't feel like I need to eat you now. Um, cause it's, it's a natural defense mechanism. I don't, I'm not, I mean, some dogs are just jerks. Um, <laughs> You know, some people are, you know, it just is. (laughs) Um, but if they're really hurting and they're like, Hey, that really hurts. Why are you doing that? I get why they, they have a comment to me. Like, I don't hold that against them. Um, but I try to remember to muzzle them. I had another little Sheba. She only wore a muzzle for a couple visits and now she's fine. She's like, Oh, I feel better now. I can do this. So it's not, So we try to work out of those tools and everything's a tool. Now the gabapentin, I've noticed that dogs that used to not be a problem become a problem. It does do some funky stuff in the brains on some of these dogs. It really does, folks. Yeah,
0: I've I've done some podcasts on the gabapentin and, and, Mm -hmm. and, and done my best to um, send people like if they're, if they're coming over to the raw diet and they've got their dogs on gabapentin, I, I, I have asked do you understand the side effects? Were you told about the side effects? Were you told that this drug was pulled from the human side and put over on the dog side? Did you know this? They don't know it.
1: Mm-mm.
0: And, you know, even Rita Hogan, uh, canine herbalist, Rita Hogan has mm-hmm. said that she has seen dogs, their personality changes yep. because they get this sort of senility um, mm-hmm. and almost um uh, what what uh, the Alzheimer's type? Yeah,
1: that's it. Mentality it, in dogs. It dampens the synapses in the brain. Long-term studies in humans shows that it kills brain cells. Nice. Yeah, isn't that nice? I don't know what that like in dogs. Do we ever hit long-term to kill brain cells? But I do know it's crossing that blood-brain barrier and it's messing around in the brain. And do we really need to be up there, folks? My Gabapentin's a hard no for me. Yeah. There are there's, other drugs. Way- there are other drugs you can ask your veterinarian for. Right. If if you really need to manage some pain.
0: Absolutely. Well, and and you know what? And I don't know at what level of pain that you need to move into the pharmaceutical side. But I will say this. That that Neely will say, look, the jump for joints that we have, mm-hmm. that you and I both have, is yep. amazing stuff. What she also adds to that is Ruck's house or Rock's okay. house. Okay. Which yeah. is the homeopathic believe, remedy, the homeopathic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So basically you just take that homeopathic remedy. You, um, you let the pellets drop in the cap and then you take that cap and put it mm-hmm. inside of the jumper joints and
1: in the bottle and let in them the dissolve.
0: bottle. Yeah. yeah. Let them dissolve. Yeah. She like, them dissolve. put them in there. And, okay. um, and that's I what will I've do been, that because yeah. I'm struggling with
1: my Mo, my 15 and a half year old tripod. I'm like, okay, what's the next step here? Because he's not on any pharmaceuticals.
0: Well, do that. And then she I has- um, already doing the jump for joints. Absolutely. Yeah. And I've been doing that with Asta too. Mm-hmm. I've been doing that with Asta. She seems to do well. And I will tell you that I do have some other stronger pain meds. Um, I know the the side effects. I'm well aware of those. And I will tell you that When I've looked at her and I've said she's in a lot of pain, so I'm going to put her on those, Mm -hmm. she acts out of it. So when I took her off of those totally and did what Neely said, she's like, come alive. I'm like, ooh, what was I doing?
1: but everybody is different. Everybody's going to metabolize that drug differently. And that's what people don't, I don't think get, it's got to go through the liver and you have different phases in the liver that breaks it down and then eliminates it out of the body. So our senior dogs, those livers are congested. Those pathways are not working like they used to when they were one, maybe your one-year-old dogs pathways are not great from whatever previous generations of massive, what did you call it? H, whatever. Um, <laughs> F T H V V. Yes. Um, in the parents, you know, and why are our dogs getting sick or younger? That could be it, but that liver has to break everything down and it may not do a great job. So they may be sensitive to certain drugs. They may not be able to handle certain drugs. Um, and it's, you've got to know your animal and you've got to portray that to to your vet like this is not working i don't know why we're getting this symptom but we are you are i don't care if the vet says that's not what's supposed to happen
0: right, right. well right, right? because the, they always say hey uh your dog's going to die on raw nah probably not probably not probably not okay alright well
1: I... we all we never we do not get out of this alive
0: but it's right? not from the, it's not from the raw food we're going down some way. And let's <laughs> let's try not to help uh, like the mm-hmm. supersized guy, right? Let's don't yeah. supersize our dogs. And, and if we need to save some money, let's weigh out the food. Even if you're weighing out the food and your dog's still fat, then that probably means that we don't need that much food. Mm-hmm. Okay? So um, everybody's feeding chart is different. Mine mm-hmm. starts at 2.5%. Maybe your dog only needs 2%. Yep. Don't worry. Mo- you, you can move around the feeding chart. Look at your dog. Look that the feeding chart is not law.
1: And it is hard, right? You go from kibble to bra, like my six pound dog eats 1.5 ounces. It's a tablespoon, folks. That is hard for a lot of pet parents to look at and think that that's enough to sustain their animal. It is. It's so nutrient dense. But I think a lot of people, they have to go through this psychological change of that used to be this much food. And now it's this much food. Right. And you got to work through that, too. That's your problem, folks. It's all food, right?
0: It's not filler. (laughs) So that's (laughs) it's all solid food. Yeah.
1: And it will look less. Right. And, And it's a little disconcerting in the beginning. Just keep going, folks. You're fine. Yeah. Your dogs are great.
0: Well, listen, you want to get over and uh, get on Dr. Andy's email list. It is animalmagiccare.com. She puts out a lot of great information. She can do consults with you if you're considering doing chiropractic work, especially if you've been to the vet and they're telling you you need to do surgery. Uh, maybe you want a second opinion. I always think that that is a great first step. Get over and talk to Dr. Andy. You can find her at animalmagiccare.com. Get your dog on a species appropriate diet, right? We want to calm that brain down. We want to make them healthy and alert. I don't think it's fair to feed your dog something that's going to cloud their brain and then you get onto them for not Mm -hmm. acting appropriately, right? Let's don't punish for something that we're uh, contributing to. Get your dog on a species appropriate diet because here at Raw Dog Food and Company, your pet's health is our business and friends, don't let friends feed kibble. We'll see you soon, Dr. Andy. Sounds good. Bye-bye. Oh, snap. Find out how you can start your dog on the road to health and longevity. Go to rawdogfoodandcompany.com, where friends don't let friends feed kibble and where your pet's health is our business. Just snap.